Welcome everyone. I'm your host, Angelo Santiago, and this is the We Are The Men podcast, a show that is dedicated to sharing the stories of men who are all connected by a commitment to having a positive impact on the world through the actions they take in their own lives. My guest today is Pita Eugen Bennett. He is a leader in the creative world from branding to presenting. He has adapted the corporate into conscious, training hundreds in rewriting and transcending their own story from victim to victor to vessel. Today, Pita and I are gonna be chatting about that journey both for him, how it got him to this point, and what it is that he's able to support others in doing. And it's really excited to have Pita on here. We've known each other for some time, and I love having people that I've known for a while on this show because I get to learn more about them, and I know this would be be a beautiful conversation with a lot of wisdom, a lot of heart, and a lot of just brotherhood shared in these words. So welcome, Pita. Thank you for being here, my brother. What an intro. Thank you, bro. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, Peter, let's let's just get going. Whenever I have people on here, the first thing I like to do is, is get my guests to just paint a picture of where they are in their life right now. And not specifically what you're doing, but more like the season of life and the journey of life that you've been on. What season do you find yourself in currently? What do you see ahead of you? What are you experiencing right now? Just to get us in your shoes, in your heart, in your energy. We first of all, I feel like the seasons in terms of what's happening in nature. So preparing for winter, been a really busy summer this year, traveling around the world with Sacred Suns, where we first met in March of last year, and also preparing for like what's to come over this next calendar year. So currently to put it into like an easy term, it's like, I feel like an uncle right now. I feel like I've had my kind of adulthood processing a lot of the trauma of my adolescence, being able to like look back on the past, uh, particularly my long night of the soul, where I was really like questioning everything in the victim mentality, blaming the world for my woes. And now having done a lot of the inner work and providing outer work with the men's work, with the brotherhood work that we're doing, but also working with sisters and young people, youth mentorship. I feel like finally I'm like, okay, I've got a bit of knowledge, a little bit of wisdom, and I can impart some of that to people who feel called, you know, to step deeper into self-leadership into accountability and particularly to self-expression and finding their own voices. Yeah, beautiful. And let's talk about what it means to be an uncle, right? Like what that energy of uncle that you're sharing about, maybe somebody who's listening is just like, well, yeah, I feel like I'm ready, whether it's mentorship to the youth, whether it's just in their community that they're like, you know, I have something to offer, but maybe something's holding them back. For you, as you step into that season of life, like what is it that has allowed you to step fully into it to any fears that may have been holding you back any stories that may have preventing you to be like no i'm ready for this if somebody feels that like what's the step for them forward well one thing that i'm aware of is the what i like to call the archetype of the teenager for many years even into my 20s and early 30s like i felt this kind of like i don't want to grow up i have this peter pan like mentality where joy youthful exuberance is my operating system and yet at times it meant i didn't really step in right whether it was the 
business world, the corporate world, running my own organization, stepping more into abundance, right? Material, generational wealth. And so now what I call like the uncle hood is like all the zest and no stress, like being aware of like being able to uplift brothers and sisters, the kids, the youth of tomorrow, so that they too can step into this provider actually, and also the protector, and also the receiver, the reciprocator, the mother, the father, all these wonderful tropes that we as humans collectively express. And so like, I've had to do the work, bro. I've had to go to the ends of the earth. I've had to go within myself to really discover where my shadows lie and how my trauma, how my insecurities a lot of the times, how when I felt I wasn't seen, I wasn't heard from my father to my best friends at school, how I didn't feel like I fit into society. Like I had to go through all of these chapters, a bit like shadow work, actually. Some of that Jungian psychoanalysis to really figure out that these are actually my strengths. That the things in the past I saw as weakness, by being vulnerable, by being able to speak them out loud, I started to like, integrate actually and bring them to the light and be a sun in the shadow be the moon as well the full moon when it is time to be inward and get into the more nitty-gritty the darkness of human experience the suffering yeah from zest to no stress of that <laughs> and in my experience of you which I, I would love to share is that like in, in watching you and experiencing you and being around you and, and seeing how people around you kind of feel your energy, there is this playfulness and there is this joy, you know, that is sort of like that boyishness, but there's so much maturity in it. There's a huge difference from having this playfulness and this boyishness from like a kid-like energy, from like that uncle energy that, that you're talking about, where like, yeah, you can bring people in. And then when it's time to like, hey, let's have a moment here. Like, let's put that aside for a moment and be real. But then you got to have a, that kid-like energy at times to play, to allow yourself to be free, to not allow yourself to be held back. So, so I see that in you and, and I, I see how well you flow in between the two. Can I share a little piece on this? Absolutely. I know that you, you do dream work as well. And recently I was in Gabon being initiated into Iboga, plant medicine. And a big part of that is actually dream work, looking back on dreams, on visions. And I had a particular dream, I think appropriate, particularly with what's happening in the world at the moment. It was of a young boy in the Middle East. And I myself, multi-lineage, multi-heritage, have Middle Eastern, have Arabic blood. And I saw a young boy during the conflicts of what's happening across the world. This was before the 7th October, which interestingly is mine and J-Matt, the founder of, uh, one of the co-founders of Sacred Sons Earth Days. And this young boy was going around the world, the Middle East, actually putting flowers into the rifles of soldiers. And that to me represents what this youthful, this joyful, this innocence that we all have within us is facing down the conflict within. It's recognizing that there is peace and war alive in our hearts at all times. And yet coming with that full bloom of expression, that flower, and not necessarily stopping the conflict in its tracks, but being able to like transmute and move that energy. I like to call it like energetic Kung Fu and actually have us all face our mirrors within each other to recognize that the answer isn't fighting in the suffering, in the human atrocities that are happening. It's actually recognizing that we're doing that to ourselves. And it is the kids that are future to use a cheesy kind of line, generic, but the reality is like the kids, the ones who are having these things happen to them, just like 
we could probably speak to the things that happened to us as kids, the indiscretions, the abuses, they've actually made me who I am today. And so I had a decision at some point not to continue on that cycle, to break that ancestral trauma. And I truly believe it's the youngsters of today that are going to be the leaders of tomorrow and yeah, change the reality of the world that we live in. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as a father, yeah, I see that every day and the importance of that and the importance of not only being a father, not only having that father energy, but having other men around me who, again, back to this uncle energy, it's like that can support me in raising my son that it's like, again, to go on more cheesy kind of lines, like, right, it takes a village, right? It takes all of us in different in, to bring exactly what it is that we have in all the ways to raise this next generation so that we can continue to move forward in, in a beautiful way. And so I want to now transition a little bit to your personal story, because you've dropped a, a lot from like where you were to where you are now, experiences that you've had as a child, kind of the transition that you made from this boyishness to like the more of the man that you are today. So I want you to just lay, lay a little bit on us. Um, what was life like before, like before everything you're experiencing now, like the where were you before transformation hit and then kind of what happened? Well, one thing I feel listeners can probably relate to is that I had a difficult relationship with my father growing up, seeking his approval and not quite fitting into his design. I grew up in the UK, went to school in London, then to Glastonbury, which is one of the spiritual centres here in England. And feeling that energy of the space, they call it the heart chakra of the planet, I was like aware of like an opening within me and yet couldn't fully express that. And so did all the things to suit my father's plan. So I played sports. I was the captain of the county in rugby for under 16s, an athlete, did lots of like really good academia, got top of my class in media, etc., things like that. And yet when I finally left school, I was faced with, do I go to college, university? Do I take that route? Because that's what my dad wanted. Or do I go and follow my heart? And actually I got the opportunity to take a year out, to go and travel, to see what yeah, this planet, this oyster has to offer. And I was blown away. I grew so much in that opportunity to, to see the world, you know, privileged, no doubt. There's lots of people who don't have that access, right? And then when I came back, my father was really adamant that I went to university. So I did three years at the University of Manchester studying anthropology, which still today actually informs the way I see the world as one global community. We are all related. And yet I wasn't truly happy in that place. I got involved in ultimately self-medication. So my cousin committed suicide when I was 16. And this is a big part of my story that led to my dark night of the soul. And what I've seen since then through visions, through dreams, through inner work, journaling, meditation, all of the things is actually that I've been the one chosen in some ways by the ancestors to continue on that message, to continue on the, the mission of my cousin, who is a light in this world. And it was as if I was handed a baton at the age of 16 and I got lost in that. I used drugs and alcohol, uh, seeked intimacy in all the wrong places as a way to find some comfort within and yet still felt uncomfortable without, like didn't fit into the world. And so it took me leaving university, going through huge initiations with plant medicine, living with a, a Shipibo tribe in the Amazon, going all around the South American, just different kind of like 
tourist spots, I guess you could call it, hostels, things like that, volunteering for a charity, like all the things ticking off the list until I finally found myself in Australia. Funnily enough, I did a year in Australia where I worked for a media company, actually, and this was the beginning of my corporate journey. Suddenly it was like all those pieces of feeling unseen, unheard, awkward, insecure. Someone saw me for who I am. They're like, you're, you're you know, you got some stories to tell, you have a voice. And they gave me a platform to actually start to develop how I express myself in the world. And from the age of say 22, 23, I just ran with it. And for 10 plus years, I worked in media from being a producer for a TV show to being a presenter for a current affairs syndicated national channel. And there, that's where suddenly it clicked. It's like, okay, I can be conscious. I can have a message and I can still be forward facing. I can still be wide reaching and have an impact in the mainstream world. And that's kind of where I'm finding myself today that despite all the differences we have, there's something internal, there's something greater than us all through our heart, through our expression, through our emotions, the energy that we all contain that can actually make a shift in everyone's perspective and give us a new lease of life. Yeah, beautiful. And, and it seems like the journey that you went on really took you to uncovering ultimately how you get to express yourself and how you get to share that and bring your energy forward. Do you feel now that that if looking back at that baton that you said was handed to you, you know, when, when you shared that, I, I get this this image of like this baton being handed to someone is like it's heavy and there's a lot there for them. And so do you feel like you still carry that baton? Have you used now your platform and, and your energy to kind of continue that mission of your cousin? Or has there been any like closure with that? And it's just like now it's time for what's yet to come. I'm still in the grieving process, actually, as a result of other people in my family being faced similar to many men around the world with, with taking their own lives, actually. And mm -hmm. there's been some, some recent turbulence. And so as much as I recognize that I've been handed this baton, baton, and I've been continuing this journey recently, I've realized that actually my purpose is service. And so because I've been able to witness the trauma still present in my bloodline with my, my mother, for example, who during my younger years and up to my early 20s and 30s was abusing drugs, et cetera, to cope with what was happening in her life. I've now been able to say, okay, so as opposed to doing this for myself, which I've had to be a bit of a lone wolf to some degree, I can now be a part of a wolf pack. I can now be a part of a brotherhood. I can now call other men and women and children in and support them on their journey. So yeah, it is. It, there's closure to some extent. And the way that I've been able to transmute that a bit like Martin Practel is turning grief into praise and honouring those who came before us, right? And really celebrating the fact that we have a shared ancestry. And so that's a beautiful part of the work we do as Sacred Sons is coming back to the land, coming back to the old ways, the traditions, and developing this ancient future. Yeah. Let's talk about that life of service that you're talking about. For you, in your experiences, both as kind of what you went through as a young man, to your own development, to where you are now, all everything that has happened to you has informed you of like, okay, what is your calling? What is your mission? What is your offering in service to others, whether it's to men, to women, to children, to your community, to the global community? Describe a little bit, what is PETA's calling here as best as you can see it, right? With what you information you have right now. 
Yeah. Walking each other home. I had a mentor, he really summed it up for me. He was like, you're a home walker. And what that means is different for everyone. For me, it's about authenticity. It's about fearless self-expression, finding your voice, being able to really, truly tap into those deeper parts of ourselves to connect, to be free, to live wild. Yeah. So for someone listening, it was like, I have something to say. I have a story to tell. I have something to offer the world. But maybe there's these beliefs that, you know what? Nobody wants to hear it. Maybe it's not good enough. Like, I'm, I don't deserve it. For you, if you were talking to somebody with that idea and you want to walk them home, you want to walk them to the fullest expression of themselves, what's something you want to say to that person listening right now? Mm. Well, I close that piece around living wild and for me it's about going back into the wilderness getting in contact with those parts of ourselves that are so close to the surface the primal right and that's a big part of what we do through men's work particularly the embodiment the masculine alchemy of sacred sons is how do we tap into those parts that maybe have been shut down by various individuals and institutions the conditioning the programming how do we defrag and reboot the system barefoot on the grass simple as that climbing a tree howling at the moon being able to crawl on all fours and get dirty get the soil on our fingertips and in our toes and for me that's such a beautiful way to express something that my society here in london is very well forgotten it's so far from what people experience on the daily i had to go through a lot of my own insecurities my shadows actually be out in public in a public park and start doing these things like the people will be staring and the judgment i feel and it's like welcome it all and people have asked me since then they're like what are you doing and they've been interested and i've got friends and people <laughs> who joined the cause as a result of that no uh, do you get, ever get any like random strangers see you doing it and just like come over there and just start joining you? Oh, yeah. I've had some people join me. I've had people hit me up on Instagram or, you know, just a bunch of things that in the past two weeks, actually, has been wild. Like just noticing the reach that socials have, for example. And that's another thing I'd like to sprinkle. You know, many people view like technology at times as a bit of a distraction, right? As a way to, to numb ourselves. And I'm so present and aware of that, particularly at times when things have been tough, but it's also a tool. So for those who really want to express and explore who they are and their authenticity is such a great way to get out into the world, to be seen. And so part of that wildness is allowing the discomfort being comfortable in putting something out into the world and it doesn't have to be perfect you know nature doesn't flow like that there's so many pieces of the ecosystem that on the surface appear to be a little bit disorganized out of disharmony but the truth is it's all part of the tapestry of life it makes sense yeah you don't need to strive for perfection we need to go back to a word that you said earlier which is authenticity Right. It's in your interaction with social media or putting yourself out there in any way, whether it's on a stage or in front of a camera, is are you being fully you? Because that will inform you and guide you to be as free as you want to be. If you start putting on these masks and start doing what other people are doing because you think other people are going to like that more or behaving in a way that's not authentic to you, then there's going to be that discomfort. Then there's going to be that sort of shadow aspect of like, this is performative. This is not authentic. Exactly. And what I like to say is that 
we all have the elements within us, right? So from fire to water, to earth, to air, to ether. And so when we have these moments of maybe doubt, right? Self-doubt or fear, how can we actually feel what the body is telling us, right? So even an exercise I can share now, it's just box breathing. Three seconds in, hold. Three seconds out, hold, right? And just feeling what's present in your belly, in your heart, from your feet to your top of your head, right? And in that, there may be fire. There may be the expression of, say, heat. There may be a bubbling like water. There may be a gaseous nature like air. There may be a grounding of earth within. And so in those moments, we can tap into that and actually use them as a springboard to express maybe there's fire that wants to come out as a scream as a shout right maybe there's air that wants to whisper to sing and so yes from the wildness in nature to the self-expression on social media and the deepest most intimate is actually being able to speak these things out loud to yourself and to your loved ones so if there are people who are really struggling to find their way call your bro call your sis let them know yeah. And maybe you feel alone and you don't have someone to call, right? There are so many groups out there available locally and online that are building the importance of community. You've mentioned Sacred Sons, which is an organization that both you and I have been a really big part of our own lives. The We Are The Men, that's what I'm trying to create here and bring men in. And so let's talk about you. And so say somebody is like, well, hell, I want to text Peter and let him know what I have, or I want to work with him, or I want to see what he's creating, because I'm really connected to this energy of the elements. I'm really connected to this energy of, of the wilderness, this energy of being my authentic self, rewriting and transcending my own story, right back to the from victim to victor to vessel, which was what we opened up with. Share a little bit about what are you up to in the world? What is the impact you're making locally and globally that you want to invite people into? Yeah. First of all, you can always reach me online at Men's Work Coach on all socials. It's as simple as taking that first step. When I was really going through it, it was so hard to get out of my own head, bro. Like I was so trapped in this way that I thought I was being judged and viewed. And I was like, oh, it was paralyzing. I couldn't express myself. I felt like I was lying just unnecessarily. Like I was so disconnected, so awkward. Girls would like make me feel really insecure and uncomfortable. <laughs> Guys would be like, oh, I'm comparing myself to him. He's so alpha. He's so strong, right? And so I started to go to a men's circle, which is a big part of that, actually. I found one in my local area in South London, Peckham, where there's lots of like elders, old Jamaican men, which is awesome hearing their stories. And then I started to put on my own events because I was initiated. I was trained to facilitate through the organization Mankind Project, actually. And so now as a result of my experience over the past, I think that was six years now, I've realized actually all it takes is just witnessing someone in their vulnerability in their truth for them to come out of their shell to travel from their head into their heart to be embodied and the practices that we do from breath work to cold immersion to movement to getting into nature help actually expand that and so right now one of my current projects is launching my men's work group, which is here in the UK. So I'm doing regular meetings for men and women, actually, in East London, where I am, in Shoreditch. 
In the new year, we have plans to do a retreat in Glastonbury, which we were at school, the heart chakra of the planet, allegedly. But also, obviously, Sacred Sons. I work for a melanated men's group called Sons of Zion for brothers who are really, you know, finding it difficult to face that identity clash, right? Where it's like, I'm a black man, all right? And that comes with so much story, so much trauma. How can we move out of the victim where it's everyone else's fault and suddenly we're being viewed as the, the villain and step into the victim? How can we rewrite that story and actually empower ourselves, be coached, challenge, recreate ourselves so that we can be the vessel, which is the final boss in some ways, to just let life flow through us, to be the form that life takes. And so that's just effortless. That's as simple as the breath, simple as a song on the wind, a whisper in the willow, right? Again, down to the elements. It's like that to me is such a profound state and it can be achieved in so many ways. And I'm really grateful that I've been able to experience that through multiple modalities. And I can offer that to people who want to finally come home. Well, I uh, invite everybody who's listening here to just follow Pita and the beautiful work that he's doing both locally through Sacred Sons and so many other ways. Pita, before we wrap this up, I just want to give you, you know, one last opportunity to use this platform to, is there anything on your heart that you feel like needs to come through you, needs to be said that somebody who's listening right now, this message is particularly for them that you just know it's time. So I just want to raise attention to what's happening currently in the world, the conflict, the confusion. I use the metaphor of metamorphosis that we were the caterpillar deep in the dirt, right? And we're in the chrysalis, we're in the cocoon. There's so much just chaos and born of that chaos, the cancel culture, the outrage, the fighting, the suicide, the infidelities, right? The relationships that are crumbling, the, the family nucleus that's being attacked, right? Our values are being shifted away from what we feel in our hearts to be true, that of unity, that of love, of compassion. If you're feeling that, if you're aware of what's happening externally and you can feel it within, you are just where you're meant to be, all right? I, as many other people, know where you're coming from and so as we step into the new calendar year 2024 i'm offering a program for those who are ready to take a step back home into their hearts into their authenticity it's going to be a three to six month program just to work on your purpose as simple as that maybe you're in a job or a relationship that doesn't align maybe you're at a stage in your life where you want to take the next step you want to become a leader in your field whether you want to become a men's worker or a life coach or someone who feels called to be in service we myself have tools that will help facilitate you really finding your way and what great start to 2024 right to have someone who's there to hear and see you to be a witness to your expansion to your evolution and i truly feel that now is more prevalent and important than ever especially with what's happening right out there to get our house right to come back home to fix the leaky faucet right the, to get the heating on i know we just turned the, the radiators in our house right to get warm to get cozy winter's on its way and let's start to process start to hibernate let's start to be that bear that comes out springtime just ready to roar yeah, absolutely, brother. If you know, if you're listening to this and, and you can relate to what Peter is saying, if you know that 
you know, you look around the home that is your life and you see those leaks, you see those drafty windows, you see those things that you know it's time for you to take action, but you're not really sure how. Allowing yourself to be supported by others is a gift. It's a gift that you get to give yourself. And, you know, there's few people that I would recommend over Pita and, and what being in men's spaces with him, I, I, I trust him. I care for him. I love him. I, I know that he has a heart that is meant to walk people home. So, Peter, thank you, brother. And before we fully close out, I'd like to close with an invitation for you to do a little bit of a visualization, to allow the voice of the ancestors, of God, of whatever it is that is speaking through you to share one final thing. So I invite you to close down your eyes. And if you're listening with us, feel free to join and see what comes through you. Take a nice deep breath. Hmm. And you find yourself on an open field. Thousands of men are with you and you are about to address the world. You begin to speak. And I want you to finish this sentence. We are the men who are here to make a change. We are the men who are here to make a change. Thank you, Pita, Eugene Bennett. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your words, your heart, your wisdom, your story. Thank you for all of you who are listening, for joining us on the We Are The Men podcast. We Are The Men is a global movement, and I want to invite you, the listeners, to be a part of it. Go to wearethemen.com to sign up for our mailing list and learn how you can get involved. If you like what you heard, please take a moment to rate and follow this podcast to help us reach more listeners. All of us know men who could benefit from hearing these conversations and engaging with our community. Please share this podcast today with someone you know. I'm Angela Santiago, and we are the men.